Welcome to this week's podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. For more info about Freedom Church, visit hellofreedomchurch.com. Good morning, everybody, and Merry Christmas. It's so wonderful just to be able to share this day with all of you. I hope, trust that you and your family have already enjoyed just so much of the festivities of last night and now, of course, this morning, and, and now we just feel so blessed to be able to share uh, these moments together with you, our family, with your family. Merry Christmas, everybody. I just want to say thank you for taking time in the middle of your Christmas to join us. We're so excited just about what God is doing and what he's been saying to us over this whole month with Christmas and Christmas travels. And um, so this morning, we just are so thankful you joined in with us today. You know, the Word of God is so incredible because, I, I mean, I've read the Christmas story from like from when I was a child. And yet every year as I'm reading through the story, there's something new and fresh that pops out. And this year, as I was just thinking about it, the thing that really just came to my mind is all the different transitions for the characters of the Christmas story and their travels. And so what we've been doing, as you know, we're wrapping it up this morning, doing a series on Christmas travels. First week, we talked about Mary uh, as she traveled to Elizabeth's uh, home. And we found out in that moment that really that we're not intended to do life alone, but that part of God's plan is that we do life together. A couple weeks ago, I, I preached on on Joseph and Mary and their travel from Nazareth to Bethlehem and think about all those interruptions and, and like what life was like for them. Uh, and the thing that I really just grabbed a hold of that is sometimes like those interruptions in life, uh, as we saw them for Mary, again, for her, it was being nine months pregnant, traveling 100 miles on the back of a donkey. That's not anything, something anybody would choose, certainly not an expectant mother. Uh, but in it, that inter interruption was really a part of God's plan. And so those interruptions in our life can really be a part of God's plan. And then last week, Pastor Jared, and just what a great word, as he just talked about shepherds and, 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 and just their plan and the story and their travel to, uh, there to Bethlehem to see a little baby Jesus. And I think that's actually one of my favorite parts of the Christmas story. And today, this fourth uh, message in this series, we're going to be wrapping up Christmas travels. It's about the wise men's travels the wise men's travels. And as we look at this story, there's just a couple of important truths that I want to share with you, Mary and I together, about the wise men and their travels. They traveled a long distance, and, and, and Mary's going to talk a little bit about that. But really, it's, it's a couple of things. First of all, is that God's plan, uh, or maybe you could even say a little bit more God's part. Uh, God's, God's plan is that he draws us to himself. God's plan is that we would draw closer to him. And as I think about that, I, it really struck me, uh, just as we've been talking about this, honey, but it just really struck me that God puts this star in the sky and tells the wise men, follow the star and you'll find me. And so it wasn't like the wise men are on their own trying to figure out how do I find this elusive, you know, Jewish king. But God says, I want you to find me. And so what I'm going to do, I'm going to put a star in the sky and you follow that star. And when you follow the star, you'll find me. Matthew chapter 2, uh, verse 1 says, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who was born king of the Jews? Because we saw his star in the east and we have come to worship him. God places that star in the sky for them to follow. And I think in our own lives, I think of all the things that God puts in place, uh, he wants us to find him. And that was the story uh, of the wise men. 
I've really enjoyed as I've been studying about the wise men and reading about them. And I found out a lot of things about them I did not know before and things that we thought were true, not maybe really exactly accurate about them. But uh, as I studied it and just kept thinking about it, I mean, that, that was the thing that more than anything spoke to me, that God saw these men from afar off and he said, I want you to know me. I choose you and I'm calling you to know me and I'm going to do everything I can to draw you to me. In fact, I'm going to have a miraculous star guide you to me. And um, <clears throat> the background of the wise men is that it, the scholars believe they were of Arab descent and they came from a very, very long ways away. They were very learned men and prestigious men and people sought after their counsel. Kings would seek after their counsel because these men were very knowledgeable. And uh, they were Gentiles. These were not Jews. And so as I thought about this, I mean, this truly was such a, just like something we think about and talk about, I think, quite a bit at Freedom Church. But the fact that from the beginning, literally from the birth of Jesus, God was establishing, he came, I'm sending my son for everybody everyone. Nobody is excluded. And I, I really love that part about it. And God said, I'm going to show you the way. You don't know the way. You don't really know about me, but I'm going to show you the way and I'm going to do everything to lead you. I'm even going to provide a star. And I really, I mean, I thought about this. It's so cool, honey, that one of the facts, I mean, it's it's every single scholar I read about said the wise men were very much uh, schooled in astronomy, in the study of stars and constellations. And God took that, that thing they knew, that thing that was familiar in their life and used that in a miraculous way to draw them to him. And I just want to encourage you that knowledge and learning doesn't keep us from God. It actually can be part of our journey to God. Our faith and knowledge can go hand in hand. The other thing that really spoke to me was just the contrast between the shepherds that we talked about last week with Pastor Jared and the wise men. So different. And again, it's to me, God saying, everybody, I'm, I am seeking after everybody. I mean, the shepherds, they were probably not wealthy. They were very common and ordinary. At the best, they were middle class and they were probably Jews. But God sent a whole host of angels, not just one, but a whole host of angels to them to proclaim to them that Jesus was here. But then the wise men, they're as different as you can imagine. They're not Jews. They're from way far away. They're very prestigious. They're very high, highly educated, very wealthy. And uh, they said that they were the political and religious leaders of the day. And God was making it clear. I don't care about any of those things. It does not matter where you come from in life. It does not matter how lowly you might feel, how average you might feel, or what kind of maybe you are the opposite. Maybe God has blessed you with wealth and prestige and you're in places of leadership. God doesn't see those things. He sees right to our heart and he just says, I want to draw you close. And so today, God is saying, I want to draw you close. He promises in his word, if you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. Another promise in the word of God says, if you seek me, you will find me. And this morning, it doesn't matter where you're coming from. It doesn't matter if you're far 
from God even. God says, I'm going to provide a star for you. I'm going to draw you close today. doesn't matter if you grew up knowing a whole lot about God or you grew up not knowing anything about God. God says, I'm going to bring you close. I want to bring you close. And so today, this message, it's so glorious. The message, the good news of Jesus, it's for everyone. God's saying, I want to bring you close. I think about, that's so awesome. We just got done with Thanksgiving, you know, a month ago. And for that Thanksgiving, we were able to have our three children, their spouses, five grandkids home. And let me tell you, there's nothing more that blesses our hearts as parents and as grandparents and having the family come home. And it doesn't matter. I mean, our, uh, we got incredible kids, but they're very unique in their own areas. Very unique. You know, one's is business in Minneapolis. Another one's a rancher, uh, you know, out in Northwest uh, North Dakota. Another one's a small business owner. And they're very, very unique. But it, that, that doesn't play into it. doesn't matter. We just, as parents, we want them to come home. And I think about, I, I see that so much in, in, in this story of the wise men. Uh, as Mary just said, he says, I just want you to come. I want you to come close to me. I love you so much. So, so your, your education, your prestige, your wealth uh, for the wise men or for the very common, ordinary individuals like the shepherds, it doesn't matter. He says, I just want you to come close to me. And that blesses his heart. So, so, so no matter where you are today, God wants to draw you close to himself because he really loves you. He doesn't look at you in judgment. He doesn't look at you through your past mistakes or your sins. But God really loves you and cares about you. And so, so oftentimes we think like, well, this is why God wouldn't love me or this is why God wouldn't draw me close. Uh, but that's not how God sees it. We don't have perfect children. We have great children, but not perfect children. And we got amazing grandkids, but not perfect grandkids. But you know something? In spite of their imperfection, that, that doesn't play into it. We wanted them to come close. And so I just want you to know, for part of it is just this first thought is just that God loves you, wants to draw you close. But th that, that was God's response. But then there's a second thing, and that was the wise men's response and how, how they responded uh, to that. Amen, amen. God did his part, and now we have a part to play. God, he, he used what the wise men knew. He provided that star, but they had to choose to get on their horses. Okay, that's what scholars say. As I study, this is really interesting. You know, all of us have our nativity sets at home probably, and the wise men are there at the stable, and, you know, it's, they're on their camels <laughs> and everything. And there's three of them. But as I studied, it was really interesting. It said there's very possibly maybe a group of 12 men. And almost for sure, they came on Arabian horses, not on camels, because it was such a long journey. And they were not at the manger. It was a one to two year journey through at the story. If you know the story when Herod, uh, you know, afterwards killed all the baby boys two years and under he discerned that because that was when the wise men had discerned this baby was born two years ago. So this was basically a two-year journey for these wise men. It was a long journey. And the wise men had to choose to take that journey. So God's done all he could for those wise men, drew them, used what they knew, provided the star. They had to choose to go. And today, God has done everything to draw us close. He's done everything he could to bring us close. But it's now our turn to do our part. The wise men, you know, like I was saying, scholars believe it was a one to two year journey. 
And so, I mean, this is a, this was a commitment. (laughs) This was not a short little like, okay, let's do it. This will be fun. This was a commitment and a lot of determination. They were very earnest in finding Jesus. They sought him diligently, even going to King Herod to try to discern uh, where would this king of the Jews be born according to your, your scholars? What would they say? And so in our journey of faith, God has done his part and he will keep doing his part. And now he's saying to us, I want you to do your part. He is not going to force himself on us. He provided the star for us. He is going to provide the, the leading, the directing, but we have to choose to follow and to seek him. And I just think about this at Christmas. What a wonderful time. There's no better time that we could decide, you know, this journey of life, whether I'm going towards Jesus or not, I'm making a decision today. I'm going to begin to seek after God and to find Jesus. And I just want to encourage you as you do that, God will be found by you. And so at Christmas, I know it's my prayer for me, but for all of us, that that we will really make that decision that I'm going to do my part in seeking after Jesus with my whole heart. So God, God did his part, set a star. As Mary talked about, we do our part in being diligent to pursue him. Uh, but, you know, I was thinking about this. All of us are on this, the whole series is Christmas travels. We're all on this journey, this quest to really find joy. But the neat thing about the wise men is it says this in Matthew 2.10, and when they saw the star, and we know the star was then over top the manger of Bethlehem, and when they saw it, it says they were overjoyed. They weren't just, the, the word used, used there, they weren't just like, oh, this is pretty cool, but they were overjoyed. I mean, the joy filled their heart because they experienced, like, this is what we've been looking for, longing for. And I know one of the things that, that, I mean, I don't know who's all watching today, but I know this about Mary and I, about our family and your family, there's this thing, we want to be happy. We want to be joy. But I just, the, 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 the journey and the travels of the wise men says there's, there's joy is found in finding Jesus. The joy is found in Jesus. And then the whole story of the wise men wraps up where they came and they brought gifts to him. They brought gifts to him, gold, gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh, which were really very costly gifts. And there's a lot to, to, to go into that if we'd want to study. I know uh, we've studied some of that. But, but you know, one of the really neat things about the story, how it wraps up, is that the gifts that the wise men brought to, to Jesus. You know, imagine being at, it's your birthday party. Uh, lots of people, family, friends gather together. But then what they do, they give gifts like to everybody else, but you don't get anything. I mean, that, that'd be kind of like, man, that'd be tough. Uh, you know, and I just think about that can kind of be Christmas, that we come together and we give gifts to one another, our children, our spouses, our family, our parents, our kids. But like, how about Jesus? I mean, that, he's the whole reason for the season. He's why we're celebrating this time. And so what, 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 will you gonna, what, what are you going to plan to give to Jesus today? It's Christmas Day. What, what can you give to him? And I have a couple of thoughts that I think one, we can give him our time taking some time today, maybe coming just in a quiet moment and just saying, Jesus, I, I love you and thank you for all that you've done. I think another thing is just to give him our worship, 
just to, 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 as, as we wrap up a song in just a few moments with Jordan and the band coming, opening up our hearts and just really worshiping him. But I think the most significant thing we could do today is just to really to give him our heart. Lord, this is my heart, and I'm giving you full access to my heart. I'm asking that you would come in and you take up residence within me. And I know the greatest decision I ever made was that decision to, to welcome him to my heart. And so if you are there today and you're just sitting with your you know, cup of coffee and hot chocolate and you're just sitting in, in the back and enjoying you know, with family and friends, it's such an awesome thing, wonderful, and it's so exciting. But, but in that, like, what can we give to Jesus? What, what if we just gave him our heart? And say, Father, I'm asking you, God, for all that you've done for me, Father, I'm going to ask you to, to really to come into my, to my life today, into my heart, and really make you my Savior, God, and begin just to follow you. And I think there could be nothing more significant than that today. So what I'm going to do today, I'm going to ask that maybe you'd, you're probably scattered across, you know, the, the living room or the den or the office or whatever, wherever you're watching today. Maybe we could just come together, uh, gather the children close. Maybe your, your husband, your wife, close, your children. And uh, if you're comfortable if, uh, with that, 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 that'd be awesome. But maybe just to join in. And I want to just pray a prayer uh, over you, over your family. And then as well provide opportunity for you just to, to open your heart to the Lord and to accept him today. So let, let's just bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you for these moments that we've been able to share together this Christmas Day morning. Lord, it's such a wonderful, special, incredible time. Lord, I pray for the families, the husbands and the wives gathered together, the children, the grandchildren, Lord, the uncles and aunts, and Lord, whatever the, the family or extended family are that are gathered together, you see them across this community, across this nation, wherever they may be watching today. Lord, I pray for your presence to come upon them and strengthen them, O oh God, in Jesus' name, and just bless them with your strength and presence. Lord, you do so, things so abundantly well, and today we want to give you gifts of our time and of our worship, and, and then just gifts of our heart, God. We just, we give you access to our heart. We open up our hearts. Lord, you are welcome here. You are welcome here in our heart, God, and we love you. We bless you for it, oh God, in Jesus' name. Uh, Lord, forgive us for our rebellion or our waywardness. Lord, forgive us for, as Mary talked about, allowing maybe our education, oh Lord, or our, our <coughs> presumed intelligence to stand in the way of, of a relationship with you, Lord, when really those the wise men prove that those things can go hand in hand. Lord, it's our knowledge, our, Lord, the truth that we have is your truth, and it leads us to you. All truth is your truth. And so, Father, thank you for that, Lord. And we just embrace you today and bless your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. To stay connected with us, visit us on our website or check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Hello Freedom Church. Have a great week.